I'm going to speak about a strange topic this morning, which normally does not happen from the pulpit, but it is also part of our Christian work with God. It is also part of something that we need to do before we come to this place of worship, because this is where we connect with God at our homes, and that is stewardship. And uh, as we know it as Adventists, and those ones were not Adventists, um, we believe that stewardship is worship. Because God is the one who gives us strength. He is the one who gives us everything that we need in our life. And the question may be this morning, why money management is important to a Christian? Because sometimes we tend to put ourselves into debt because we think that everything is ours. It's like a little child who has a, if I've got a stock lacquer, you know what the stock lacquer is? And uh, I it and I give it to this little daughter of mine. After a while, when she's maybe eating on this thing, and I would tell that they return my stock, my stock lacquer back to me. Then the child would look at me with a strange look and say that it is mine. But it's not. Our text this morning is very important for us to understand. It says simply here, 19 says that we should not have our treasures down here. Now, 33 says that, then seek God. Yeah. And not just seek him, but his righteousness. And after we have his, uh, found his righteousness, in other words, found his face and see his face, then he says that if you don't have a husband, you don't have a job, you don't have a wife, and if you battle with children, I will add all these other things unto you. But you've got to start with me. And many times we struggle because we don't understand what God is saying. And he would, I think he's sitting there on his throne of mercy. I heard this morning, throne of mercy, justice, and everything else, which is just good about God. And God said, ask the things that you need to ask. Because he says in his word, I think it's in Matthew 7, he said, ask and you will receive. If you knock on my door, I am not like man. I will open the door. Because this is how I am as God. And therefore, brothers and sisters, we need to look into this topic. And maybe I, the time is not my side this morning, but I will try to do some few things and stop there. Now, Steps to Christ, page 44 says these beautiful words. The love of money, the desire for wealth, is the golden chain that binds them which is man to Satan. But then I said, but no man, God isn't giving us money. But then it is the attitude that comes in. Is that all these mine, and if I've started with God, the executive position that I have, the promotion, I heard about promotion this morning, the promotion that I will be getting, it comes from God because he knows the future. 
And when all these things surround you, you will be like a Job who says that the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. It will not be a problem for me and you. And therefore, it is important for us to understand that money is equated with success in this world, the success, power, recognition, position, accomplishment, and importance. If I've got money, even the word of God is very clear. Somewhere in the Old Testament, he said that if you have all these things, don't forget me. Because I'm the one who gave you all this. Lack of money, listen to this one, lack of money is often seen as failure and weakness. J.C.N. McClasney. I don't know whether, I'm speaking with the saints this morning, that's why they are very quiet, and I'm happy for that. So, so, that, uh, so that they can teach me too, uh, so that I may understand these things. Jesus contrasts this, the competing power of money with God by stating these words. In Matthew 6, verses 24, the Bible reads, No one can serve two masters, for either the, he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Brothers and sisters, I'm getting deep in your house now. I'm getting to somebody who's not, the wife does not know even your pen code. Oh, wait, no, don't, don't talk about that one. <laughs> the wife don't know your pen code. He does not even know how many credit cards you have. You know, women will say that, Brad Pastor, also, you know. <laughs> Why all the talk about money? Is this topic really important to God? Oh, yes, it's important to God. We've heard Psalms 24 this morning. Everything belongs to Him. And, and that is very important for us to understand. Now, Jesus, He talked about parables, about money, material possession, and all these other things, even agriculture. We'll go in there. Now, more than 2,000 Bible references deal with money in the Bible. Only about 500 verses deal with prayer, and less than 500 deal with faith. Because God knew that these things, we will want to keep them for ourselves. And he said that, no, I am the one who will give you if you trust in me. Now the question to ask yourself this morning, what is your passion? Is it to have four jobs, five jobs, or you say to yourself that this job will pull me through? In the olden days we had ten children and uh, praise God, the old man was working alone and then uh, they went to school, they got everything that they needed, and the poor guy didn't have even education, but he made sure that those 10 must have education. That's how they played. They didn't know about stewardship, but one way or the other, they knew that as a legeld me. They just turned around and said, 
What motivates and drives my life? Is it money or is it God? And brothers and sisters, those are the things that will make you the person that you should be as working with God. The more you give, John 3, 16, for God so loved. Wow. We can just take our position from there and say that he gave his only begotten. He didn't say that he gave some of his sons. No, no. Only. The answer to these questions reflect on two contrasting forces that shape our life and character. Mark 12, verse 30 says these words. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. In other words, strength, love, mind, and heart, it goes hand in hand when the phone nowadays we don't think of the end of the month it's so much during the month the 15th the 25th then you hear your phone says Tiling. then you know there's something in the bank but then if my mind is in line with god's mind then i would know that the first thing i pray just there at that moment Thank you, Lord, for giving me strength, for giving me good health, for giving me all these things that I needed to get to my job from Easter River to, to the city. You protected me. I saw so many accidents along the way, but you were always looking after me. There's a text in the Bible, in the Psalms, he says that I will instruct my angels to look after you. He's doing his part. What about myself? So those are the things that we need to look into so that God can bless us. He wants to bless his church. Not just with the things that we have, but also spiritual blessings. Because this is where it starts. He says to Nicodemus that a man, you need to be born again. Nicodemus said to him that, but no man, how can I go back to my mother's womb? And said, no, you're disciple. I need to explain this to you. It's not about flesh and blood and those kind of things. It's about your spiritual life. If you understand who I am, I will explain these things to you. First Timothy 6.10 says that, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. You know what the banks do? They will give you a overdraft. The saints don't take out overdrafts and credit cards. Amen? Yeah, say amen. So, so, so what happened is that what the banks will do, they will give you a 150, 200,000 rand overdraft. But you don't have money. Now don't worry, I will make a plan. Greediness is dangerous. It will put you into debt. You know, brothers and sisters, it will even take you away from the Lord, from the faith. 
And God does not want that. He wants everybody to be under his umbrella. He wants us to be with him one day in the kingdom of heaven. If we understand him, that we start with him, seek him first and his righteousness. And then he says that, let me add these things. In Afrikaans, there's a beautiful word. He says, still so matter. In other words, systematically, he will put these things unto you. Our starting point for dealing with money should be from the beginning to understand who is in charge of everything this, on this planet. And the Bible records here in Genesis 1 verses 1, he said that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. God didn't create man first. He created the heavens and the earth first. So that when we open our eyes and we say that, oh, thank you, Lord, for giving this to me. Thank you, Lord, for all the, the plants and everything that is surrounding me. I need to be thankful. And then we will know that the fact that God is the creator of heaven and earth means that everything belongs to him. And not to us. The first thing the Bible establishes about God is that he is the creator of heaven and earth. This forms the foundation for everything else the Bible says about him. About who we are and about how we should relate to God as our creator. Our father. Remember the, the our father prayer in Matthew 6? Give us this day. Many times we ask the Lord, give us this week's bread. Then the Lord said, no. I think also one of the speakers said this morning, if somebody can tell that he will see the sunset this, this, this afternoon, then the billion rent, uh, the elder was talking about billions here. And, uh, uh, but, but, but you don't have that assurance. But in Christ, we have that. We have that. Brothers and sisters, the point here this morning is that how do you relate with God? With your pocket. Let me put it. With your bank account. Is he also part of that bank account? Or is it only me, me, me and my family? Do I give until it hurts? Or do I give in a way that I need to space myself. Without the security of a personal work with God, we will seek security on our own. Put on fencing around our houses, electric, whatever. These things, and we are cognizant of the robber, the thieves that will break into our places. But when we have God at our side, he will tell you that they can break in. I am the supplier. I will give it back to you. But he also said that I've given you brains. Uh, put on these things, but let these things not be your security. Let me be that one. We will search for security in money or in what it can buy. Regardless of how much we have, security eludes us. 
Money is temporary and that which it buys will eventually waste away. Brothers and sisters, as we are sitting here, death is looking at us. You don't know when. Point is that don't accumulate and try to have that in the other. Be content, as Paul would put it. Book of Solomon, chapter, I mean, in the book of Solomon in Ecclesiastes, chapter 5, 10, the Bible records here He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver. You know why the people, do you know what is toy toy? You know why the people toy toy so much? It's for silver, nothing else. Thank God the churches are not toy toying. Nor he will love abundance with increase. This also is vanity. For Solomon said that all these things that we try to bring together and have more and more and more, it is absolute nothing. It comes to nothing. Money's true value can only be seen in the context of God's kingdom. Money is only a tool or symbol. 30 pieces of silver purchased through this betrayal of his master because of money. Remember in the days that we are living in, it is all about bribe. Police officer will come to you that, uh, bro, you must be, uh, uh, you are charged, and, uh, but I'll give you 70,000. Bribe. And there Judas, he died because of that. Attitude, the key issue of that. Do we believe that money is our, ours to do with as we please? Sometimes it's my money. Remember even the ninth, that last ninth, belongs to God. It is not for ice cream and those things and those other things and you just spend it the way you want. There are so many. Remember God said to Abram, I bless you so that you become a blessing. God has blessed us here. So that when you see people on the street, people, because we've got this tendency, no, no, it's not your business. Just bless, give, and God will return it to you in other way. Remember, we didn't pay this morning for the sun to come up. We didn't pay for that. If he stopped and said, no, little Michael, bro, you sit in darkness. But God is too generous. And he wants his children to be generous too. If we believe that we own the money we have, then that money begins to own us. Brothers and sisters, this is serious stuff. We can come here in front and, 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 and perform and do all these things, but if we don't have a relationship with God, it's not going to work. Remember, the, 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 even those ones, as somewhere in the Bible it says that uh, I was hungry and I was thirsty and I was all these kind of things and you didn't look after me. And God is calling to someone 
this morning. He said that, my child, if you didn't return your tithe for now about whatever years, and you have all these excuses to make, remember, I know your heart. Jeremiah 17, verses 9 and 10, I think, he says that the heart is deceitful above all things. And, and it is only for us. That's why I heard this morning of Psalms 51, where David asked that, Lord, recreate me or create a splinter never heart within me. Because the one that I have, it's a heart that murders. The one that I have is a heart that commit adultery and therefore I need another heart I don't know about your heart this morning and, and that is something that we need to, to talk with the Lord alone and say that Lord I've been selfish all these years but now I will rather stuff in your presence but knowing that I'm not going to return because so that they can elect me for an elder or for a deacon or whatever, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to decide that money will not become my boss anymore. If I'm in debt, you will keep me, take me out of this. And that is how he works. He wants to take us out of this. Our money management reflects our work with God. Our check register, credit cards and bank statements speak of how we make God priority in our lives. Reckonings is that the Scorsini, Markhams, and you all, you name all the Markhams, and then you'll find out that when you had to come and return, then God does not have a place in our hearts. Brothers and sisters, it is high time that, remember, we are saying that we're living in the last days, and oh yes, I agree with you. When you look at the statue of what's this, Nebuchadnezzar, the gold, the silver, the bronze, and the iron, and iron and clay, we are there in the toes. And if we think that it's not going to happen, the gold was destroyed. The silver destroyed by the kingdom. Now what? I mean, what about this one here? And the Bible is clear that a big stone was just cut out without hands and destroyed the whole image and it became big and became kingdom don't you want to be part of that kingdom give him a chance so that he can be part of your life what is stewardship by the way I can ask this question stewardship is the lifestyle of one who accepts Christ's lordship works in partnership with God and act as his agent to manage his affairs. You know, many times we, we, we think that one pastor said one day that we tend to feed, okay, let me leave that up. We tend to feed people outside rather than our own. So many of us here, and might not be this group of members here, are going to bed without the pudding, the sly, and you name all the things that will be on your table this morning, this afternoon. And yet there's nothing in my heart that says that, Lord, I'm going to invite somebody 
No, no, no. Let me put it this way. Lord, I'm going to invite somebody every week. So, so, so that everything must be according to God's plan. Not your plan. And you will see what happens. Let me tell you this story. The more you invite them to come and sit around your table, don't invite birds. Because you haven't seen birds yet. Invite somebody, not that you look down on a person, but you need to know your member. That's why I heard also about picnic. And I said, thanks God that the picnic is coming. Amen. So that I can also be part of that picnic. But there will be others who will not be there. What will I do about that? And that is where we need to know each other. We are going to one home, one country, the new Jerusalem. And that one also would like to be there one day. Stewardship is managing tangible and intangible possessions to the glory of God. How do you look after your car? How do you look after your house? How do you look after God's house? And how do you look after this house? Does he take in the coke, the nyama, and all these things that you know that it destroys this body? I know it. And that is management. That is stewardship. Where we, we look after you are in good shape. It's just that equipped clean empties, but it's in good shape and everything. But, but God is looking after us. He wants to give that to us. If you didn't join the church, I think today, don't on the Sabbath, tomorrow and all the other days, uh, do it. Amen. Do it. God will give you the strength so that you'll be able to do that. Four stewardship, okay, I've got five minutes. Four stewardship principles from the creation story. Principle one, God shared his image with humanity for the purpose of reflecting his image throughout eternity. We didn't hear that. In other words, God didn't say that let us create man in the image of whatever animal. No. He said that his image. So that when he looked at, like what he said to Job, to Satan, he said that, did you saw my son Job? His image needs to reflect in our lives. From this, we learn that one of the goals of redemption is to restore God's image in humanity. Now, what is that image? God has created this way. This is how Adamus look like. But there's something that we have lost. That is that, you know, love, caring, kindness. We lost that. Hospitality. We lost that. When I came into the church in the 80s, uh, th there was that kind of thing that where, where people look at you and say, hey, 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 come, 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 come. Brothers and sisters, 
We are living in the last days. Don't be surprised. These things will happen. And what we should do, keep on praying for yourself. Because you cannot give what you don't have. If Christ is within you, because remember when the disciples came from where they had to go and get something to eat, he was sitting in the well with this woman and took and when they went to give him food, he said, no, no. My food is to spread the gospel. To see souls coming in to the kingdom of God. So God wants us to, to be part of his kingdom. Principle 2 says that God created us in and for shared intimacy. Helping each other. Even with him. He will give us the strength. Some of us will work until 65 and then you realize that, man, he's not crap. And then you ask the Lord, is there something else that I can do? Then the Lord says, yes. Now I want you to work for me. You've given your time to your boss. But, and I've looked, I look after you, but now let it be me and me alone. So that you become a blessing. Unto me. Principle 2 says here, God shared his governance with humanity. We stand here not because we're special. We stand here because God said that who will go, who will I send and who will go for us? And if one says yes, and the Lord said that I will give you the necessary resources, he says that you will not go empty-handed. I will give you the necessary resources. The Holy Spirit is the first. Because you need to be equipped before you go out and do God's will. Bible says in Genesis 1.26, Let us make men in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing. Man didn't put a hand in to have all these things being created. God said to us that, I'm from Kimberley. There's diamonds. Not that I have diamonds in my car, but I mean there's diamonds in Kimberley. Uh, in Cape Town, a lot of fish. Um, in some other places there, other things. But, but, but God says to us this morning that when we look after these things, because God said you must look after the cat and the dog. And if you do have one, feed the animal. Because that little buck and the defense there, but you don't want to give it food. Now, now, what God is saying that let us make it in the, because God is looking after us. He's looking after us. So when we have this position, we know that God is good. He is the one who looks after us. He is the one who gives us what we need in our life. I want to conclude. Our stewardship responsibility, David put it in Psalms 8 verse 6. You have made him to have dominion 
over the works of your hands. That is now me and you. You have put all things under his feet. But that was in the Garden of Eden. If you go to National, Kruger National Park and you can stop there and you think that the lions will listen to you, you are breakfast. <laughs> that time will come. I think it's recorded in Isaiah where he said that the kid will play with the lamb or the or with the, with the lion and everything else, it will go back to that time again. But for now, we need to be vigilant. For now, we need to know that this is what God meant right in the beginning, and he is in the process to get everything back to where he wanted to be. And I would like you to live your story with uh, the story of Saul. We know that story. King Saul was given a task to do. Now, with God, it's not about how much money I return. With God, it's not about I take this roof off and I put it back again. No, it's not with God. With God is obedience. It's obedience. First Samuel chapter 15, verses 22. As the Lord has great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifices, and to heed than the fat, uh, fat of rams. And therefore, it is so important to God that we listen first to him, before we listen to ourselves. 23 says that, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you being king. We don't want to go that far, that the Lord must reject us. When we listen to his word, when he says something and we don't do it, he says that you will still live until you think to repent. May the Lord help us this morning. May we know that there is still a time for us to come back to the Lord. Acknowledging the majesty of God as creator of heaven and earth, we invite you to commit yourselves to God this morning that he take charge not just with the spirituality of your life but even this whole package which you and God bring together on the authority of God's word and from the testimony of millions of people who have already done so you can be assured that your life will be blessed when God is part of your life May the good Lord bless us this morning. May his face shine upon us. May he give us peace. And you know, even if it is hard to do what is right, but he said that I will always be with you. Amen.